Is your business plan very unclear and you're tirelessly working at a low-paying career? Let's help you get out of the rut and let go of the fear. It's time to excel into the million-dollar stratosphere. Now, here's your host of The Balanced Millionaire, who will take you there, Eileen Mendel. My name is Eileen Mendel, and welcome to our show, The Balanced Millionaire. I, uh, our mission in the show is to help entrepreneurs, business owners, and executives to learn and inspire them to grow their business and uplevel their careers. So today's guest is my very, uh, it's a close friend of mine, but also a very interesting man. His name is Ted Lang. I think you're going to enjoy tonight's show. He's a certified financial planner, which is called also called a CFP. And he was born and raised in Warren Buffett country in Nebraska. Go Big Red. Ted is a veteran insurance and executive securities executive with 40 years of experience. He founded and led three successful Omaha, Nebraska companies. Among them were Equity Planning and Equity Banking Services Incorporated. He built those companies to serve financial planners located in 105 Midwest community banks. Then from 2001 to 2006, Ted was the president and CEO of QA3, a regional broker-dealer, overseeing their growth from five FINRA-registered financial planners to over 600, producing over $100 million in gross revenues, which is a great achievement, Ted. And in 2006, after an especially hard Nebraska winter, Ted cried out, that's enough, enough is enough, and moved that spring, and that spring he decided to retire and he moved to Carlsbad, California, to escape the snow. Now that he was warm and cozy, he then discovered that retirement was not as exciting as he thought it would be. So all that golf playing just wasn't exciting him enough. Ted's passion grew for financial planning, and then he started his career all over again in 2010. So what he does now is he's a retired focuses on retirement planning for seniors using reverse mortgage products in collaboration with their financial advisors. He also, he serves on the board of directors of Serving Seniors, which is www.servingseniors.org, San Diego's largest senior support group. And by the way, Ted's wife, she is uh, the partner in a company that is based in Encinitas, California, called Argent Soul which offers a wide variety of art forms from, from local artists. And many, much of the money from that gallery is donated to local charities. So welcome, Ted. Welcome to our show tonight. I'm excited to hear about what you have to teach us about reverse mortgages and how you got into that industry and how one can use them to up-level their businesses and their life and, 
and do what they want to do uh, using that money that uh, can come out of that. So tell us a little bit more how you got started with that. Well, Eileen, first of all, thank you for having me on your show. You're welcome. Uh, you know, it's, uh, again, I love California. There is no snow. And I recall the, the year that I left Nebraska and I, greatest people in the world, but gosh, it's not snowing in Carlsbad. And that's your <laughs> difference to me. But how did I get started in the business that I am? When I moved here, I truly had retired and just uh, trying to enjoy the uh, the new surroundings, getting to know a lot of people. Um, what had happened was, in reverse mortgage, and let me also say this, that when I was CEO of, a, of an investment firm, I didn't think much of reverse mortgages. I've got to be perfectly honest about this. Not the product, but how it was sold. I felt that they were taking advantage of seniors. I just didn't want anything to do with that. So all of a sudden, if we recall when 2008 came around, we had the crash. When I moved to California, I leased a home, and I did it for three years. And in 2009, I was approached by a person who was an asset manager on repossessed properties. And he told me, he said, Ted, I've got a home in Carlsbad in a section called Aviera. We've got a home that was worth about a million two when it was sold. And all of a sudden, after the crash, they wanted $500,000 for it. And I went on and I looked at it. Remember that I'm from Omaha. Yes. I didn't think it was worth 200 to be honest with you. But remember, I'm on the lagoon and I can see the ocean. And it's not snowing. So I decided to buy the property. And as I'm in the process of buying the property, I got a thing in the mail, an article about a product called Reverse for Purchase. And if you recall, I am a CFP and I'm more of a numbers guy than I am a salesman. And I actually read things. So what I had done, I looked over the product and what it said was, is that it was a reverse mortgage, but you had to put equity into the property, which simply made meant that I had to make a larger down payment. So for a $500,000 property, I put down over $200,000. And the only collateral was the house itself, not my assets. So it was a non-recourse loan. I looked at that, and I was paying about $4,500 to $1,400 a month in rent. And my mind said I would just be paying, paying rent for 25 years. So I thought it was too good an opportunity to pass up. And we moved forward with it. And if you think about it, here I'm sitting in a home in Southern California. I'm a mile and a half as a crow flies from the beach. And it cost me $1,000 a month to live on this property because I have to pay the taxes, the insurance, the HOA fees, and I'm pretty sure I'm paying the light bill and part of the gardener. <laughs> I live in Southern California for $1,000 a month. It's impossible. So after I bought it, and I moved into the property, and then I was approached because of my background to introduce this product to realtors and financial advisors. That's a long answer to your question, but that's how I got started in the business. And uh, it's really... It's really exciting because uh, the product has really changed. 
It's not for everybody thinks that a reverse mortgage is for people as a last resort. That's not true. So basically, uh, you yeah, you only paid two hundred thousand for the house in cash, and you got the reverse mortgage, and that covered the remaining five hundred thousand. So so how much is the property worth today? You know what? Well, that was in the crash, and right now I know I can sell it for about a million too. And so when, went back up. Go ahead. So you built up a lot of equity. Um, just with $200,000, you multiplied your money in how many years? Well, of course, 2000, I closed on the loan in 2010, so this is that's nine years. Wow. You couldn't yeah. even do that with a stock market, huh? <laughs> yeah, I was really lucky because, you know, I'm going to be honest, I usually buy high and sell low. You know, this time I bought low, and, but you know what? I don't want to sell. I'm I've got wonderful neighbors. It's a perfect dream home. It's it's. I'm sitting here, and I've got twenty five hundred square feet, I believe. Uh, you know, and it's just it's a thousand dollars a month. And you can't beat that in California. You can't even get an apartment for that much. You can't do that in Omaha. <laughs> so what? It, how does how does one go about getting this reverse mortgage mortgage and um you know what what's going on now with reverse mortgage that makes it more appealing well okay they've done a lot of changes to the product and i'm going to say this let me say this well and i'll call them scallywags okay the fellas and the ladies that used to sell the product before okay Right. Prior to the crash, you really didn't have a lot of training as far as being a loan officer. And there wasn't a licensure requirement. Now today, there is. The other thing that's really important is, is that who's the client today? The client is a, the family who have just retired and are soon to retire. And they've got this home they want to live in, right? Yes. Happy about it. But unfortunately, they've maybe refied it a number of times and taken cash out, and they're sitting here with perhaps a $3,000 or higher mortgage payment, and they can afford it, but they're taking it out of their 401k or their IRA or their retirement money, and they're liquidating $4,000 to pay $3,000. And a good financial advisor will tell you that you shouldn't take more than 4% per year out of your retirement plan if you want it to last. If you have a large mortgage, you're taking 6% out of the plan, and it won't make it. And so consequently, they look at us, and we'll retire the mortgage. They'll do a reverse mortgage. They'll pay off that loan. They don't have any payments going forward as long as they live in the property. The most that it is at risk is the actual value of the property. Because as I said, it's a non-recourse loan. And what that simply means is that their personal assets aren't at risk. So that's the client the, the landscape has changed. So yeah the risk is just you know in most cases the property value doesn't increase as much as it does in 
California and other areas of the country, but it still grows, you know, maybe the rate of inflation still grows. So it's still, you know, they're still maintaining, unless there's a downturn, another downturn, maintaining, uh, you know, the um, value of the home, as long as it's it's maintained physically, uh, the value of the home will either increase at the rate of inflation or in the case of people who live in places like California where property values, you know, it's a highly desirable area to live, property values go up more than that, considerably more, then they've got a really good deal. Well, that, that's right. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, here in California and, and, and actually in other parts of the country, you know, nothing's free because there is an interest that is accruing on the loan. And that interest is compounding. But if their home appreciates in an amount at least 1% or more above the interest rate, and the interest rates we're seeing are typically in the 5% range. And if the home appreciates a point or more above that, they're actually going to maintain their equity or close to their equity. Now, there's no guarantee of that. That's, that's impossible. But remember that the reverse mortgage was brought into play during the Reagan era. And its objective was to allow seniors to have access to their equity without increasing their home payment. You can do a a home equity line of credit, but you have to make payments. It allows to have access without having to sell their property. Right. So, yeah, their choices are either... uh do uh, an equity line of credit, refi, like you said, um, at the higher value, and they're probably going to be paying more on their monthly mortgage. Or they can do now the reverse mortgages are not as, you know, what they were before because the people who are selling them, like yourself, are certified licensed people that, um, you know, they're, you know they, they have to adhere to certain rules and, and behaviors and you know, they're they're um, it's more solid industry now, and with this with the uh, tsunami of uh, people reaching, you know, their sixties because of the baby boom. I mean, this could be a perfect uh, solution. Well, Aline, you've really hit on a very good point because right now there are ten thousand people that are retiring daily. I mean, that's not like a huge number, but that's a real number. And what's interesting, thirty percent of that ten thousand are looking to find a more manageable home to retire in. I mean, maybe going from a two-story to a one-story, maybe even moving closer to the grandchildren, or in California, get closer to the beach, for goodness sakes. Well, we have a program now, and that's what I, what I use, the reverse for purchase. What's happening is the clients are taking part of their equity when they sell their property, and putting it down on a new property and not having any any mortgage payments during their retirement years. And, and you know, one of the concerns has always been, well, I want to give at least something to my children. I thought about that too, but you know what my kids are going to get? Cash. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not making any mortgage payments. And so my assets, or in other words, my retirement income is larger. And, you know, and if they don't get anything, well, God bless them. I hope they work hard. <laughs> and I love my kids. Trust me. But I think people are living longer and longer. I mean, 
the average lifespan is just, you know, increasing, right? Especially for women, um, you know, perhaps, um, you know, their spouse has passed away but and they're widowed, uh, but they still want to stay in the home. And uh, they, you know, they weren't the breadwinners, but the home, you know, and the pension or whatever else is left, I mean, they could still stay in that home using this product. Is that right? Oh, absolutely. And, and, and that's what's really attractive. And there's also another use. One of the problems that you're going to find that we have in California and other parts of the United States is that the values, a reverse mortgage is essentially an FHA loan that's insured. Okay. Right. But, but the cap on that property is $725,625. What I'm saying there is that if you lived in a $2 million house, which isn't, a, isn't unusual in Southern California, mm-hmm. it was paid for, or maybe you had a $500,000 mortgage. All you can get is maybe 60% of seven hundred and twenty-five thousand six twenty-five. Wow, that's not going to work. You can't even pay off your mortgage. And now we have jumbo products, and I happen to be with Finance of America, which is a Blackstone company, and we have a jumbo product that we can loan money. All I can loan as high as four million dollars and pay wow. off mortgage. A good example of a case we recently did in a place called Coronado, which everybody hears about it, I'm sure knows where it's at, yep. had a retired Navy chief who was 83 and his wife was gone. He had two daughters. And he had this little house about four blocks from the beach that appraised for over $3.5 million. Wow. And it was paid for. He wanted to help his two daughters buy a home. We did a reverse mortgage on his property. He then helped his daughters. We got a million eight. And they spent $900,000 a piece to buy a new home. And he doesn't have any mortgage payments. Because remember, his wife's gone and his two daughters are going to be the ultimate heir. Yes. And they'll inherit that home on a step-up and basis. And, and that's a little bit of the advantage that I have being a, a financial planner. We knew we could get the loan, but we said, let's do let's do the right thing with this client. And the uses that we have for the products today are just, they're just amazing. Uh, it, it, it's, you know, it really comes down to what does money cost? So the um, the amount, the one point eight million, uh, that w- of which was uh, given to each of the daughters, wait, nine hundred thousand dollars each. So they are using that money for a down payment. Um, but who pay? Who pays off the? Okay, so there's a remainder on that of what one point two? Uh, no more than that, one point seven million. So right. uh, of of the equity in the home, right? Yeah, what's going to happen when he passes away? Yes. You know, the bank, the old myth is the bank owns the home. No, they don't. They can't manage the things they do own. You know, what happens is when he passes, his trust is going to say, because remember, the title's in his name. His trust will say the children can buy the property if they want to. If not, 
the trust will sell the property, pay off the loan, and the remainder interest will go to his two daughters. And that's pretty cool. Let me give you another example, if I may, about, let's talk about my property. I bought it at a very low price, and now it's appreciated. What if it didn't appreciate? And the average lifetime lifespan of a reverse mortgage is about 18 years, where a regular mortgage lasts three to five years because people buy new homes or they refinance them. But in my case, let's say that the property never appreciated. And I'm paying 4.99%. I'm not paying, it's accruing against the loan. Well, if I passed away after year 14, I will owe more money on the property than the property is worth. My trust goes ahead and sells it, or my kids buy it. And, and it's only worth $500,000. Yet we owe the lender 800000 or 800000 against the property. What happens is, if the children sell the property, the lender gets the money, they go to FHA, and they're reimbursed because there's a more insurance fund. So, you know, it, it, it's a product that, if structured properly, in fact, this product is too important to be simply sold. It must be worked into their existing financial plan or their retirement plan. And people need to understand that. And there's a couple of other things, if I may add, that I think that have improved the product is that a client has to go through a counseling session with an independent counselor to make sure that the, that the reverse mortgage person told them everything correctly and to make sure that the people are cognizant about what they're doing. Because we understand and heard a lot about Alzheimer's and things the last few years. I've actually met clients that are in their late 60s that don't remember me a week later. So the protection devices are in place now to ensure this is the right thing to do. Well, I can't believe, yeah, like you said, uh, if the value of the property falls, the FHA will make up the difference to the bank so that their uh, liabilities do not get handed down to the next generation. Exactly. Another thing that's really, really popular today, and a lot of our clients are this way, is that that we'll meet a client that maybe they don't own, and they have an ability to get about five hundred dollars or $400,000 mortgage on their property, a reverse mortgage, but they only owe $100,000 on the property. Well, what happens is, is that we pay off the mortgage and they have a $300,000 irrevocable line of credit. And that line of credit will grow at approximately 5% a year. That's not interest. What it is, is the older you get or the closer you get to mortality, the amount of money you can take out of that appraised value increases. And that increases if the property fell in value. It, it, it's a remarkable product, and, and that's why I firmly believe that that the organization you work with and the people that represent the organization have to have a financial background because it's it's a complicated product, 
And right. Yeah. It sounds it sounds like it's somewhat complicated for the average Joe. So most of us don't, you know, I mean, even though I have a financial advisor background, but it's been such a long time since I was in the industry. I mean, there, you know, things have changed and uh, yeah, they really need to sit down with somebody who's really, really knowledgeable. Exactly. In fact, that's um, the financial advisor today. In other words, the, the reverse mortgage advisor, uh, it's hard to tell them apart from a, a financial advisor. But do most financial advisors or do many of them actually know or keep up with what's going on with reverse mortgages? Well, some do and some don't. But see, that's my job. As a matter of fact, most of my business will come from clients of financial advisors and realtors and accountants. And my real role is to provide education to them and make sure they understand that, first of all, that I'm competent and I have objectivity. And then make sure that that it suits the client's interest. Uh, recently, we just had a case where we had a lady. Uh, oh, my goodness. She's very nice. She has a 4,000-square-foot home. She wanted to stay in it. And she's in her, I don't know, early 70s. And frankly, I, I told her I didn't think she should do it because her home was too big for her to manage. And... What's going to happen now is she's probably going to sell the property and then look at using a reverse for purchase to find the perfect property for her. Because while we would have saved, she had a lot of debt against the property, and, and yes, we could have had the sale, but I don't think that was the appropriate use of the product at that time. So I was going to ask you, what are the tax implications if somebody, like you said, you know, wants to downsize, because usually there's a was a 1031 exchange where you can sell your house, current house, and then you can buy another one of equal or greater value, which isn't a which isn't a real big issue here in California because the prices just go up, up, up every year. So you could always find something of equal value if you own your home, probably at least 10 years. But if what if you bought your home 40, 50 years ago? Or whatever, you know, when you were really young and stayed in it and then um, sold, you know, your prop or, you know, did the reverse mortgage and then you want to downsize, but the next property you're in is, um, you know, maybe, you know, could be less expensive or maybe you move to a different area that's less expensive. So what happens then? What are the tax, you know, some tax issues that could come up? Well, that that's a very important question. And, and I, to be able to do this correctly, myself and the client, we need to work with their tax professional to make sure, because they could face an issue about capital gains. I mean, sometimes it doesn't work. Um, in other words, if you all of a sudden had to do it and you suffered a hundred or $200,000 capital gain, I mean, that's serious money in my book. Uh, I think you need to make sure and dot the I's and cross the T's because it's, it is a complicated transaction. Uh, a lot of cases, what we're seeing is that if a person's owned a property for a long time, uh, they they could have a capital gains issue. But on the other hand, many of these people have improved the properties over the years. And if it's a minimal capital gains, that could be a good thing for them. But, you know, one of the really important things that they do this, they need to be able to make the decision they're going to stay in this property 
for at least five years <laughs> because there are some costs to it. And, and to be able to amortize that, you need to be able to stay there. The other thing that's important, too, is that that when the clients look at this, it has to be, uh, they have to, it's, it's the last thing that they're going to do. If you look at a couple, in fact, uh, one of the folks that I worked with, now I've just sold the property that we did a reverse mortgage on about eight years ago, and they're moving to assisted living. And when they took the money out of the property, nothing's free, we know that, but because there's a mortgage, that's non-taxable income. In fact, in this particular client's case, they originally had about a $300,000 mortgage on their property. They did a reverse mortgage and they were able to pay off that mortgage and it wasn't a taxable event. So that left $3,000 or literally maybe $4,000 they took out of their plan. And that's an additional, oh my, $35,000 to $40,000 a year of income that they're not taking out of their 401k. But, but it's, you know, as I, as I say in the literature, you can look at my website, uh, which is cfbretirement.com. And when you look at it, I emphasize that we have to work in conjunction with their existing financial advisor or their accountant or their attorney to make sure that we understand who they are and where they are in their life. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll come right back and hear more about reverse mortgages and financial strategies from our guest today, Ted Lang. So stay with us. We'll be right back. My business has lost its upward momentum. I'm working up to 14 hours a day, but my sales seem to have plateaued. I'm so overwhelmed. I used to have that same problem, but ever since I found the Balanced Millionaire Consulting Firm, our sales and profits have risen sharply. Even our staff is more engaged, and the atmosphere is full of energy. I have no time to work on my business to develop new sales and marketing strategies. I would love to expand, have strategic partnerships, and access to financing. You can do all of that and more. The Balanced Millionaire Consulting Team advises you on streamlining your operations, establishing alliances, and most importantly, increasing your revenues and profits. Let us help you build value and reduce stress in your business. Take charge. Don't let your business control your life. Visit TheBalancedMillionaire.com or call 442-224-0160 for a free consultation. That's 442-224-0160 or TheBalancedMillionaire.com. Eileen Mendel, founder and CEO of The Balanced Millionaire. Who are we and what is our mission? We are a strategic business advisory firm dedicated to advancing leadership and business growth. Listen to what our clients have to say about us. I was blessed to meet Eileen. She has done numerous things for my business, from giving me professional advice to introducing me to new connections and going as far as finding me new team members. I cannot say enough about her and her business for the help they have given to my company. I've been working with the Balanced Millionaires team. They've helped me in setting up a concrete plan to get my business to the next level. Eileen is a cheering, inspiring and benevolent advisor. Knowing that she's gone through the same challenges gives me the confidence that I'm on the right track. 
If you are a growing seven or eight figure business that is ready to reach new heights, contact us at info at thebalancemillionaire.com. That's info at thebalancemillionaire.com. We're back with our guest, Ted Lane, who has been talking to us about how one can sensibly use a tool called reverse mortgages. And that product has changed over the years and is now with uh, everyone uh, who's been in the baby boom generation about to, you know, thinking of retirement or already in retirement or, you know, or just at that point where how do I live, you know, for the next uh, 20, 30 years or whatever to the lifespan? And how do I live comfortably? And uh, Ted is telling us that uh, reverse mortgages could be the answer if you own a home and um, you have equity in that home. So talk to us more about some case studies that you've done, you know, the things that you've done for people. It's This is a really interesting topic. Well, that, thank you. Thank you, Eileen. Let me cover a couple of them that have been really uh, the, the use of the product is really growing, and it's really about leverage. And by that, I'll give you an example, a client recently uh, needed in-home health care, okay? Okay. They didn't have long-term care, but even sometimes if they had long-term care, the cost of having someone in the home at least eight hours a day, here in California, you're looking at probably anywhere from seven to nine thousand dollars a month in cost now these folks have assets they're not broke that's not the issue what the concern was is they would have had to liquidate things like either a investment portfolio or take it out of the retirement funds if they took it out of retirement funds that becomes ordinary income so again if they had to pay eight thousand dollars a month they might have to liquidate anywhere from ten to $11,000 to pay that 8000 Or if they sold securities, as an example, or, re or real estate, and took lo they're looking at a capital gains tax. In this particular case, their home was paid for. I sat with their CPA. We came back and said, you ought to consider a reverse mortgage. And they went, what, are you crazy? Why would I do that? Once the accountant gave them the numbers that they could take and only do this as a line of credit, whereby you're taking the money out each month as you needed it, your only interest is only accruing as you use the money, as opposed to liquidating things and paying a tax on them, on, on the, the items or the property that they liquidated. So it's a matter of what did the money cost? That's, that's a classic example, is using this to, to help people that need in-home health care. Other examples that we've had, uh, people who just simply maybe don't have enough income to retire and takes the money out of the, out of the home. And this, by the way, is what it was originally designed for. When Reagan passed the law, going back, my gosh, that's over 30 years ago, when he passed the law was to allow seniors 
who didn't have adequate retirement income to have access to their equity without having to sell the property or to take a loan out that required repayment. And so you can set up a stipend, in other words, a monthly income to come to you as long as, you, as, long as you're alive. Now, how much, like that line of credit that you mentioned, uh, just mentioned, what's the interest rate on something like that? For what you do take out and you have to repay, what is the interest rate? First of all, you don't have to repay it. Okay? All you have to do on a reverse mortgage of any kind is pay the taxes, the insurance, let's say any HOA fees, and maintain the property to FHA standards. There is no payment required. If you chose to pay it back, you can do it without any prepayment penalty. Now, so consequently, the average interest will run depending upon the type of the loan. If it's a line of credit, it might run in the neighborhood of 45 to 5% at today's current rates, but that is also an adjustable rate. And that can increase, but not more than 5%. Wow. The that's most, pretty good. <laughs> that's very good. And here's an example of a, a recent loan we did for a family. They, they wanted to stay in their house. It was absolutely. They wanted to stay in their house. And they were looking at taking out a HELOC, a home equity loan, from their local bank. They had good, good credit. They had income. But their accountant said, you, actually it was their financial advisor, said, introduce me to them. And they, they had, in fact, they had a very small mortgage. It was hardly nothing, about $50,000. We paid that off, and they went ahead, and the remodeling cost to get their home, they wanted a new kitchen, and oh gosh, just to really update it. And that was going to cost right at $150,000 for the whole house. They were able to take it out of their line of credit. They did drawdowns only as the work was completed, but no obligation of repayment. And the home equity line of credit could run anywhere from 7 to 9%. And here we're looking at, currently, today's interest rates around 5%, but no obligation of repayment. But this client decided to make a repayment. They did it at the amount that they were comfortable with repaying. And all that did was increase their line of credit because the line of credit is irrevocable. We all remember during the crash, and I'm talking about 08 and 09, where a lot of financial institutions canceled the line of credits because the property values fell in some places, uh, as high as 50%. Yes. It's a very solid product in that particular case. People do things that's, what, what, you know, our job in working with clients is to sit down with them and say, tell me what it is you want to accomplish. Spend more time listening than selling. Uh, an amazing thing recently was a, a client that, uh, Working with their CPA, he suggests, by the way, <clears throat> he suggests to people who have just retired to consider doing a, a reverse mortgage. 
And even if they don't even have any interest, in other words, they don't have a loan against their property, because they end up having a revocable line of credit. It's like a hedge. So let's say they took off the line of credit at 65, and they never used it until they were 75. And at 65, let's just hypothetically say it was a $300,000 line of credit. At 75, it would be a $550,000 line of credit because the credit line grows by a percentage of approximately 5% as they get closer to mortality. Uh -huh. This particular client, you know, he wanted to work till he was 70. The CPA says, and he owed $100,000 on the house. He said, hey, go ahead and do a reverse mortgage. He said, well, why do I want to do that? And I, I didn't say anything. The CPA said, look, you're making $1,500 a month house payments today. Take out the reverse mortgage, pay off the $100,000 loan. You have a line of credit, but continue to pay the $1,500 a month until you're 70. He was 64. And by the time you absolutely retire at 70, the $100,000 reverse mortgage is paid off, and you have a larger line of credit. And when the, when the client looked at that, he said, well, why wouldn't I do it? He has a perfect hedge. It's a perfect now, the, the, line, the line of credit, is that a percentage of what the value of the home is? Or right. How as, does as an example, let's just, this is all hypothetical. It always varies on what the client's age is, what the value of the home is. But let's say we had a client that was a regular FHA loan, and it was an $800,000 piece of property, and the, the property was, let's say, paid for. Let's say they're 65 years old, both husband and wife, or the, the youngest person in marriage is 65. Well, they're eligible to, to be able to take down about 42 or 44% of up to $725,650. And there, there, there are, there's costs to this. Nothing's free. There's no origination fee, but there's 2% of the value of the property has to go to FHA for the mortgage insurance. So they end up netting, oh gosh, at that rate, uh, they netted about $300,000 as a line of credit. And that line of credit, they're only charged interest on the amount of money that they use when they use it. When I say charged interest, it's accrued to the loan. And they did that on the advice of their CPA to be able to have a hedge. What if there's a, a health issue that comes up? Maybe, I don't know, they're 70 years old, let's say. And they, they could take the money from their retirement account, but that's taxable. They go to the bank and wait a minute, they don't have a, a lot of fixed income, so maybe they won't get the loan. They have this line of credit sitting here to use whatever they choose to use it. And that's, to me, that's the perfect hedge. Oh, definitely, because you never know when something, like you said, a disability or something could happen where you need to pull on, you know, resources and you don't want to sell your home, you know, <laughs> quickly so that you can pay for hospital bills or whatever. So it's 
it seems like a really good solution to me. Well, it is. And, you know, I always listen. It's, it's amazing. Uh, gosh, a case just recently. We had a client. Um, I think she was 64 and he was 66. They had a modest home. Uh, it was worth it appraised for $420,000. But she was, had been laid off from work, and he had had some lung cancer. And the cost for it, the non the portion of the medical bills drained them of most of their available cash. And they've got a decent retirement, but they didn't have a lot of liquid cash. Consequently, they were two years behind on their taxes with San Diego County. Mm -hmm. We did a reverse mortgage. They were eligible for, oh gosh, it was only about $120,000. They took $10,000 out, paid off the taxes, paid off other bills, and they still have about a $3,500 a month retirement income, maybe almost $4,000, but now they have a reserve line of credit in case something else happens. Because, and they had done a good job in saving, but they drained most of their available cash. And honestly, they couldn't get a loan. And that's, so again, it, it's, it's a remarkable tool. And again, the responsibility, or our responsibility is to sit and listen and try to and understand who the client is and what they want to accomplish. And like you said, uh, having the education professionals uh, that are experienced with these products uh, and having your accountant sit there, your financial advisor, all uh, together sharing this information and putting the pa a whole package together to meet your goals for you know the retirement years, it just seems like a real value that you know an employer should probably think about giving to their employees who are about to retire or anybody who's a business owner needs to go out and actively educate themselves about these products well you're you're absolutely right and that's something i hadn't even touched on and i'm glad you mentioned it because we'll actually do workshops for employers and their employees who are getting ready to retire the larger firms will do what they call an exit uh, workshop for people that are within a year of retirement and bring some people in to talk about what 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 is they going to have to face going forward you know I mean one of the real problems I know that when I retired uh, honestly I was you know I was putting in 10 12 hours a day at a minimum and all of a sudden I'm not working and I'm going gosh now what am I gonna do and in other words, to help educate them, make sure they're getting all of the benefits they should be getting at retirement. Um, you know, make sure that they're doing the right decisions on their 401k. And the reverse mortgage is, is an educational process. It's, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work. And if it doesn't work, okay. Um, but, you know, a, a good example, too, is we'll often meet people who are widows or widowers. And because they have to go through this counseling, and that's really important, they literally have to talk with a counselor to, number one, make sure we actually have to send a copy of the proposal to the counselor 
we can't be involved in the call. And the counseling is going to make sure that the people are cognizant. They're also going to make sure that the, the mortgage advisor gave them the right deal. If the interest rates are too high or whatever, they'll tell them to go shop it. And, and that's, that's extremely important. When we work with a, a widow or a widower, particularly uh, a widow, if you will, we almost I always insist that if they don't have a financial advisor, their family member has to be present to make sure that they understand because this is a really big decision. And it's going to be the, the last mortgage they'll ever do because after that, either they live in the house forever or maybe they have to move and go into assisted living. But we need to take our time and make sure that, that we explain everything. And, uh, oh, gosh, I mean, I, I get a little emotional thinking about that. We don't need scallywags. That, that's a term I use to describe certain types of people. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Now, um, there's also a rise in the gray divorce. Uh, a lot of um, people I know, like past 60, said, you know, we don't get, you know, my husband uh, or wife retired. We have to put up with each other now in the same household, and we're fighting all the time, and we've decided we're going to get divorced. How does that work when there's a divorce at stake and they both have their names on the house? Well, that, that's a really big deal, and, and uh, reverse mortgages play a pretty big part in that because usually, typically, one, one of, the, of the couple one of them wants to stay in that property. And let's take an example of the properties paid for. And they're sitting there and the attorneys work it all out. Okay, then the, the, the one party wants to stay there, but the other party wants a 50% interest. Well, they may not have the resources or can they afford to do another loan on the property and, and so let's say the wife wants to stay there and she does a loan to get 50% to pay off the husband. Well, then she's strapped with that. In other words, ongoing payments. And what we'll do is we'll be brought in and run the number to see if it's feasible to do a reverse mortgage and pay off the, the spouse that is leaving the property. And we are seeing an awful lot of great divorce. I, uh, um, <laughs> I guess that's, um, it, it's surprising to me that we are seeing a lot of that. Uh, I think you hit it on the head, uh, Eileen. There, the kids are gone. Uh, maybe there's been tension before, and, and they both say, you know, that's enough of this. But they need to divide it up uh, equally. And so a reverse mortgage when it comes to the property. In fact, I work with an individual here in uh, San Diego uh, in fact, two individuals. One is a financial planner that only focuses on divorce. Another is a realtor who helps solve uh, great, especially great divorces. How to divvy up the property. So that that's that's a yeah, that's really an important. Unfortunately, it is. Yeah, it's a fact of life. Um, people are living longer, and you know, um, you know they. When one party retires and the other one may be um, working out of the home or just gets fed up with the first <laughs> the one who's sitting at home uh, watching TV, whatever, it's like, I don't want that life anymore. You know, we raised our kids. 
let's get divorced and I'll, t- you know, you take the home or I'll take the home and um, let's make it fair. So this is a way to settle things without having to sell the property so that one of the parties can still live in the home. Yeah, it's, it's um, you know, it's the people do things for some, well, again, they do it for their reasons. And sometimes it's the darndest reasons, but, you know, and I think of recently just a case, if you know where Cardiff is, Cardiff by the yes. sea here, here in San Diego County. Yes. There's a couple that has a home that was appraised for $3 million. They owed $600,000 on the property. They have other assets. They have other assets. But they never want to leave this house because it's got a panoramic view of the ocean. And it's um, we ended up doing a reverse mortgage. And they paid off the six hundred thousand plus they got another five hundred and fifty thousand dollars of cash well. to buy or to invest in, in to other things that they wanted. And by the way, this was a gentleman who was a businessman who didn't really ever have much of a four hundred one K because his goal when he worked was not to pay taxes. So he didn't have hardly any amount of an IRA or 401k account, but he had other properties. And if he had to use that, he had to pay a capital gains tax. And so it was just, it was an unusual circumstance. And as a matter of fact, his background is he was an engineer. If you know much about working with engineers, they actually read everything, kind of like financial. Oh, yes. <laughs> I sent him a book on how it worked. He come back and said, okay, I've got five questions. And the questions were, it's it's non-taxable income. It is a, uh, a non-recourse loan. And my wife, if I died tomorrow and she lived 105, even if the property went upside down, she cannot be forced to leave if she pays the taxes, the insurance, and, and maintains the property. And when we answered that in the affirmative, he said, okay, let's do it. And it's interesting. There are um, many people who still own property that, you know, a long time ago they, you know, either inherited or purchased at a very low price along the coast. And like you said, the value of that property is in the millions, multi-millions. And um, they're already, those people are already getting old so why not, you know, get the, you know, some cash out of it and still be able to keep the property and live a quality life? You know, it just all, it just all makes sense. No, it does. It's, uh, we had a, a circumstance, if you don't mind my giving you another example. Sure. It was a lady who was 83. Her husband had been divorced for many years. They happened to live in Del Mar. Beautiful, beautiful piece of property. They bought it for $325,000, but now appraised at around $4 million. And she was out of cash. Uh, she had been getting alimony from her husband. They've been divorced a number of years, but he passed away, and guess what? No more alimony. And so she needs income. Well, she had borrowed money against the property and owed about 600000 She wasn't able to make the payments. A realtor spoke with her, and his he said, well, sell the house. Well, her cost basis, even after improvements, still wasn't more than, oh, gosh, uh, 
around 900,000. And she would have paid a capital gain on everything up there, you know, from 900,000 to the 3 million. She would have been, you know, paying what, what, probably about a million dollars or something in capital gains, you know, a huge, huge chunk. Well, she had one son. And I, her CPA got wind of what she was doing and said, no, no, no. And the son, he lived up in Sacramento. We came down and visited. He came down and we all sat down. We did a reverse mortgage on the property. And we paid off the 600000 It also gave her, and this was a jumbo loan, they had to take it in cash, gave her an additional $900,000 which the son put into an account for her and helped manage it. And at 83, she had health issues. And we think her mortality was maybe another five or six years. She would never spend the 900000 But why the reverse mortgage? Because her son will inherit that property in a step-up in basis. And so let's assume that he inherited at at $3 million, and he chose to sell it the next day there is no capital gains for him to pay. Nothing. So mom yeah, got to stay in. Great example. Yeah, it was. It's again. I you know I'm from Omaha, and I and I guess I learned this from my dad a long time ago. That you know people can lie, but numbers don't. When you ran the numbers, it made sense. Because even with in the five to six year period, and I pray she lives to to a hundred. But if, if that's not the case, keep in mind she can never be taken out of the property. Right. And, and then, he's, like you said, when the, the son, uh, if he decides uh, to sell the property, uh, you know, he can take that equity and he doesn't have to pay any capital gains. Okay. So it all works out well for everybody. Well, it's a perfect thing. And, you know, and, it, it, and gosh, uh, it, made, it, it just made sense, you know. And, and the realtor, and I'm saying this respectfully, he wasn't very happy with me, I guess, or the CPA. Oh, I can only imagine. He would have gotten <laughs> but you a, know, a huge commission. And a property in Delmar that has a panoramic view of the ocean. Oh, my goodness. You know, as a matter of fact, somebody would have scraped the house and probably put up two units on a large lot. But that aside, it was the right thing for her to do. And in that particular case, because she was was a widow. We, ins- our company, insists that the son be involved, and we actually wanted a letter from the CPA that he had reviewed this, the financials and our proposal, and concurred that it was in her best interest. So, Ted, we're running out of time here. Can you tell people uh, how to contact you? Yes, of course. Please, if you have an interest. Uh, my website, and you can get on the website, is cfpretirement.com. You can email me at ted at cfpretirement.com. And my number is 760-753-1568 here in sunny Carlsbad, California. Um, yeah, we'd welcome the opportunity. Uh, to visit with you and you know if it doesn't work then it doesn't work well thank you very much uh, to um tell us all about reverse mortgages on the show today and um please uh 
I know. I hope uh, everyone learned something. And uh, if you want uh, more information, please contact Ted, and he will uh, provide the information you need. And um, thank you so much, Ted, for being on our show. Thank you very much for inviting me. And um, I, what the work you're doing is so important, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into The Balanced Millionaire with your host, Eileen Mendel, CEO of InnerEdge International, business consultant, multimedia marketing expert, renowned speaker and author. Connect with Eileen Mendel, The Balanced Millionaire. Increase your confidence, creativity, balance, awareness, direction, motivation, and catapult your business to the next level and beyond.